listening to Ethosphere. Now here's your host, my dad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ethosphere. I am your host, Nathan Alex Arona, and man, it has been a minute. It has been a while since I have sit, sat down and decided to record anything, um, and I'm feeling a little bit out of tune, uh, out of practice. But before I get into today's episode, uh, I just want to kind of reflect for a minute on what has happened over the past few days. Today is January 10th, 2021, a brand new year that has begun with an eruption of, how would you even put it, just a political eruption that has its roots all the way down into the fibers of our American society. That's the only way that I can put it, and I don't even know if that's the most articulate way to put it. But we've seen, uh, just in the past few days, a few days ago, the beginning of our year with uh, the storming of the U.S. Capitol. And I don't even know if it's probably too soon to really wrap our heads around what that incident really meant and how do we go forward from here how do we heal a country that is not even seemingly a country that is divided and not just into two parts not just into uh, republicans and democrats liberals and conservatives but you know i suspect that there are even larger you know, fractions that have happened. If you look at the Democrats, there seems to be an old guard hanging on by the skin of its teeth. And at the gates is a, a new guard of Democrat that seems almost completely uh, 180 degrees to what the old guard is. Um, and then in the Republican, with the Republicans, you look at, you look at them and you, you just see that you have like Senator Ted Cruz, who, who led this charge to just keep the war cry up that there was a massive, uh, fraudulent action that went on during the election. And I'm not even dismissing that idea. I mean, when you have, when you when you think of the idea of a free and fair election, um, of course it's a shame if there was voter fraud that happened, but it's almost a silly idea when you have candidates that have to make uh, and have to somehow conjure up over a billion dollars just to run to be the president. So when I look at the elections in the United States as an American citizen, as a Texan, it, it, it almost seems as if it's a, a joke to cry out that there was voter fraud during this election. Now, I'm not downplaying it. I'm just making the simple comparison that when a candidate has to raise over a billion dollars just to run, and from uh, PACs and super PACs, then the fix is already in. You know, 
Not to mention that we started from the very beginning uh, of our voter process in a less than less than ideal manner, saying that only wealthy, tax-paying, land-owning white males could vote. Um, and then all the way up until the 1960s, still having people of color have to march in the street just for a fair shake, just so that they could go and cast a fair ballot. And of course, so many other things, you know, not allowing women to vote uh, for years and years. And now all of a sudden, it's like we've come to the head just because Donald Trump, you know, started out with this cry, you know, on election night, stating we, we've already won. You know, we, we've got the votes in. Uh, we, we're declaring ourselves the winner. So with a person like Donald Trump, there's no, almost no stepping back. He's always got to be moving forward, um, even if it's in a direction that isn't best for our country or even himself. And, you know, I'm not the type that, 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 uh, I'm not the type that gets hyped up in the swell of, of politics. I don't look at other men and think that they should be in charge of me or, uh, I don't, I don't believe in voting for a person to speak on my behalf. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but that is the demo- the democracy that we live in. Um, although I would say that I'd rather us live more in the republic that we are that we have been handed, uh, just in the sense that I don't want another person moving the pieces on the chessboard for me. Um, But of course, we have 300 something million people in the United States. So, of course, it's just my fool's idea to think that we could come together and move the way a republic is supposed to move versus this uh, sort of quasi democracy that, that we've always had. So having said that, the questions that I would pose would be, how do we, how do we see ourselves moving forward? How do the people that supported Trump that marched on the Capitol the other day, how do they expect to ever go back to some semblance of normalcy? How do they, how do we expect them to just completely turn around and start living a normal life again when they had a, uh, a leader who orchestrated day after day for the past four years, basically a cabinet of chaos um, and just the pure vitriol and 
anger that that would come out of him daily, how do his supporters turn from that? How do liberals and Democrats who just as viciously attacked Trump day after day, whether you feel that he deserved it or not, who led campaigns to impeach him, who at every turn tried to undermine him. Uh, And again, I go back to the old guard versus the new guard. How do they go back to trying to lead some sort of normal life uh, when they obviously have voted in a president that, in Biden, that they do not completely put their money on, their faith in. Uh, It seems that he was just the pawn at the right time to be there to defeat something uh, that they saw in Donald Trump. It wasn't necessarily about putting Biden in the office. It was about beating Donald Trump. So how did they go back to living a some sort of semblance of normalcy when they don't have complete faith in the man that they put in office, especially the younger Democrats, uh, those that follow the, the AOCs. Um, you look at their that crowd and you see that they have almost no confidence in our public servants at all. And the reason is, is because these public servants no longer look at themselves as servants of the public. Uh, you can look at our national debt and, and see that. So how do we move forward? And those of us who, I know that there are millions who are just like me, who I just want to build a life and live a life that I can provide for my family, provide for my wife, provide for my daughter. Um, my wife wants the same thing. How, how can she live within all of this chaos as normal people and without completely going crazy? Because like I said, there are, there are, there are visual divides amongst the American people right now. And it's not just the American people. Of course, this is fed into Europe and, uh, you know, you can see it in ideas such as as Brexit. Uh, But I'm not going to get too wound up in that. How do we move forward? How do we keep our peace? And how do we begin to rebuild? And these are just basic, basic questions. Um, And right now I have no good answers. Because I don't see the Trump supporters... I don't see how they can, after this swell of chaos within that has, you know, basically been embodied within them um, over the past four years of just completely 
and almost blindly following um, a person that that was that had absolutely no problem with even throwing his own cabinet under the bus. Uh, the way that he did Mike Pence was just completely dirty. But like I said, Trump is not one of those people that can that can back up and reflect. He has to com- he has to always be moving forward. And it seems that his base will have to try and do the same thing. Um, So it is, you know, it's an even larger question for them. How do they go back to living a normal life after this? Um, But that's all that I'm going to say about that. Just some thoughts that were on my mind. You can kind of probably tell that I'm going off the cuff with this. Uh, I didn't really write anything down. But I'm going to get into the bulk of what I did write down for us today, and I hope that y'all enjoy it. I hope that the beginning of this podcast gave y'all something to think about. I know I definitely have a lot to think about. I don't, uh, I don't see any real redeeming value in saying I'm a Democrat or a Republican. It's, those are ideologies and all ideologies Um, All ideologies should change. They should be fluid. Um, But it seems like everyone has uh, dug in and thrown out the anchor and are willing to, I guess, uh, die on the hill that they stand. So um, I personally would like to get back to uh, a political body or bodies that that can be fluid and can work together, um, but I don't know if that will ever be possible again. Um, but the whole point of saying that was that we have to stop looking at ourselves from that political eye. Which you know, if it sounds like I was picking on Trump, I'll pick on uh, the Democrats now and saying that they have completely thrown us over the past probably 20 years, if not more, into having to only look at the world from a political lens. And I absolutely uh, have nothing but disdain for uh, that sort of myopic philosophy, if you would, if you can call it that. But anyways... On to my show. Today, I would like to talk briefly about a moment in my life that seems pretty insignificant, but caused a pretty significant shift. Uh, About four years ago, I went to a psychologist through the VA, as I am a former soldier, and I will spare you the boring uh, knockdown drag out details, but I used an analogy uh, with the psychologist to describe how my personal struggle felt, and it went something like this. At the time, I felt as if I were just treading water out in the ocean. I could see the shore, and all I wanted was the strength to swim up to the land. And after I said this, my therapist then said, one of the most brilliant things and without even skipping a beat, she said, if you don't find ways 
to deal with the things that placed you in the ocean, you'll carry them onto the shore. And I was like, what? What? That's amazing. And then now looking back and thinking about this and reflecting upon that and how that just that that moment helped me to shift gears just a little bit. I, I think now of a Buddhist saying and the quote, uh, it goes like this. It says, endurance is one of the most difficult disciplines, but it is to the one who endures that the final victory comes. I'm going to read that one more time. Endurance is one of the most difficult disciplines, but it is to the one who endures that the final victory comes. As someone who went from drowning to treading water to working my way gradually to the shore, I can say that my own troubles were a series were, were a serious test of endurance. It took an astute psychologist to turn my metaphor into the exact thing that I needed to hear. If she had just played into it and said something like, describe what it would take to get you to the shore, or tell me what it is that keeps you stuck, that keeps you treading water, I would not have responded to that as well. Although those are, you know, those are perfectly uh, good things. Uh, therapy building questions, I just wouldn't have responded to that as well. I think it was the point that she was able to, without skipping a beat, use my metaphor uh, almost against me to make me actually think in that moment. So the overall point that I think I'm trying to make is that, that we think in narratives. We see ourselves as the main character in the play of life. And it's after we take control of the script that we find absolute power. We become limitless. Seriously, the power is in the pen. So what I'm getting at is sit down and craft your own story. Don't worry about writing out the parts that you don't want to hold on to. Instead, write in either what you want added to your life or what you already know to be true. So sticking with my metaphor about the ocean, I could sit down and write a story that goes something like this, just for example. Like the ocean, I am fierce. I know my worth and carry it into my every endeavor. I enjoy knowing that others find me to be a source of calm. My own calm comes from the fact that that I am committed to mastering the waves of life. I have learned from treading the turbulent waters to relax when I need to relax and to endure when I need to endure. My deepest joy comes from understanding that the final destination is not the shore, but the things I learn from the swim. Every stroke of the arm, kick of the leg, thrust of the body, turn of the head, and heavy draw of the breath. Like the ocean, I am fierce. And remember, you don't have to get all creative and poetic like I tried to get, uh, if you want to consider that poetic. Um, just remember that this is your story. Write it how you want it. 
But remember life, as I always say, life is the practice. Don't just write it and tuck it away. Write it and begin to live it out. This is the path to living in your own power. If you need help getting started, you can contact me at ethosphere at gmail.com. I think I'm going to end there today. I'm sorry about my rant at the beginning. Uh, I really just want it to be more, less about my opinions. So just throw out all, all my opinions that I say, if you'd like, um, and just think about those questions of moving forward. How am I going to write my story? How am I going to live in this new world um, that has come about because of our election, because of our president, because of our president-elect, how am I going to move forward with dignity and grace um, and some sort of honor? How will I do that? So if you need help getting started, um, like I said, with all of this, contact me at ethosphere at gmail.com. Other than that, I hope you have a wonderful week. I love you and peace be with you.